Welcome back to another episode of See You at the Crossroads podcast. I am here, Mr. Hendricks. I am not with my uh, co-host, Miss Sim. She's out today, so I'm going to pick up the load for her. We have two very special guests, two leaders of our school community, all right, sixth grade teachers. We are very excited to have them on today, and I'd like to start by introducing them. We have Mrs. Shoro. Hi, everyone. And Mrs. Bruca. Hey, guys. And they are here with us today to chat about, one, their experiences. You all know kind of the format of how we lay everything out. We get right to it with a very broad question, but a question that really allows us to tap into our guests and what they're about and what kind of got them here. So I'm going to start with you, Ms. Shorrell. What is your story? So my story doesn't really leave South Brunswick. I was raised in South Brunswick. I went to Monmouth Junction Elementary School. Um, and then I went through Crossroads, but when I was in Crossroads, there was only one middle school, which was Crossroads North, and it was only seventh and eighth grade. And then I actually ended up skipping coming to Crossroads South, this building all together because the new high school opened. So my class, when I was a freshman in high school, was the only class to completely skip over Crossroads South as the building itself. And then I started as a freshman at the high school, at the new high school, and then graduated in 2001. After that, I went to college. I went to Rowan University. I kind of always knew that I wanted to be a teacher. Um, Every job that I had when I was growing up had something to do with kids. I either worked at camps, worked at gymnastics places, worked at daycares. I was always involved in kids. So when I went to college, it was a very easy decision for me to go into education. So I ended up doing that. I went to a five-year program at Rowan University. I got my master's and my bachelor's all in five years. And then I came back home to live with my mom, which was not exciting. Um, But I saved a lot of money that way. So living with your parents is the best thing as you get older. Um, But as I came home and after college, I began going on interviews and there was an interview, a position opened at Crossroads Um, I actually think it was at Crossroads North for when I interviewed, and it was for a seventh grade social studies position. And I remember interviewing for it, and when I was in the interview, the principal at the time said, you know what, I really think you'd be a better fit at Crossroads South. There's a sixth grade position open in social studies. So I interviewed for that position. I got a phone call later in the day that said, we want you. So I began my career here as a sixth grade social studies teacher way back in the Gemini unit. Doesn't even exist anymore. Um, I actually started with Mr. Hendricks. We both started at the same time um, with a group of about, what, 14, 15 14. other people. Yes, we are the last of the Mohicans. The, yeah, There's probably we were, like a handful of us left. Yeah, we were a large group. Um, And I started my first two years at Crossroads South as a sixth grade social studies teacher. And then after that, I was moved into a math position for special education. I taught small group math. And I did that for a number of years until I finally went out on maternity leave. And then when I came back in, what was that now? Evans what? Evans 4, so 2015, 2016. Um... When I came back, Miss Capes was the principal, and I took it upon myself. I saw that there was a math opening in, I think at the time it was the Phoenix unit, hmm. 
And I went to Miss Capes over the summer and I said, I know there's an opening in the math unit in Phoenix. Would you consider switching me from what I was currently doing, teaching small group math, to teaching um, unit math in Phoenix? And I was very nervous to ask because I didn't think that she would allow it, especially because she didn't know me that well. It was her first year, I believe, principal at the school as well, but she ended up switching me. So I've been teaching math for now, what, this is our, what, 15th year, 14th year, 14th year. So I've been teaching math for 12 out of those 14 years, but I did teach social studies for two of the years in the beginning. And a lot of people don't know that, but I taught alongside Mrs. Bruca Mm -hmm. in the very, very beginning. Um, and I, and so I never left South Brunswick as an, as an educator or as a student, cause I grew up here and I now teach here and I live only a little bit away in like the town next over. So I basically, I'm a Viking through and through, can't get out. <laughs> well, I, I like how you really expanded on your career and, and kind of things you've done and kind of dynamic things that you've kind of provided for the school community being able to balance between subjects is not easy i'm sure especially going um from you know two things like social studies over to math uh but what is as a student here not necessarily in south but as a crossroads student and now a crossroads teacher what do you think the biggest difference that you see as being on the other side of it what did you see as a student that maybe kind of is a, a lot different or a little different than what you see now from your students Well, one big change from when I was a student till now is that when I was in Crossroads, you were in a unit for both seventh and eighth grade and you looped. So you had the same kids in all of your classes from year to year and you had the same group of teachers from year to year. And now because you switch units every single year, you don't have the same connections that you had that I think I had. But I will say that keeping and having units and having these groups that we work in is amazing because some of my best memories from Crossroads are not anything that has to do with academics, but it's the unit days that we had. It's the unit projects that we had, the field trips that we went on. um, And that really to me is crossroads you know you can go to any school any middle school any junior high and you can you will have all the same content and curriculum and kids will be doing the same type of work but crossroads is definitely a special place because of the fact that we work in teams and we work in units and we act as a family and because of that you come out with so many more long-lasting memories than you would otherwise Oh, thank you so much for sharing that uh, part of your Crossroads history. Um, we're going to move on to our other special guest. All right, Ms. Bruca. Ms. Bruca, what is your story? Okay, so my story um, doesn't go that far from South Brunswick. I, um, I went to school from kindergarten until eighth grade at St. Augustine's of Canterbury School um, in Kendall Park. And then when I graduated there, I went on to Notre Dame High School in Lawrenceville. However, some of my friends that graduated from Saney's went on to South Brunswick High School, who I still remained very close with. So I felt like I was a part of the South Brunswick community from high school. Um, after high school, I went uh, to West Virginia University for four years and I got my bachelor's in history. 
and which um, by the way is an accomplishment within itself going to west virginia for four years and getting <laughs> and a getting, degree i've yes. been to morganville I, I understand it yes you were, that is an accomplishment within itself not so, yep not so, many of my friends made it in so good four for years, you yes including my husband <laughs> so um after west virginia i came home with my history degree and I at first thought I was going to be working in a museum when I graduated high school. Wow. That is what I really wanted to do. Weren't you George Washington or Martha oh, at yes. one point? So I also <laughs> was a docent for um, Rockingham Historic Site, which was um, George Washington's last wartime headquarters during the Revolutionary War. It's kind of right near my house right now. So um, yeah, I used to dress up as Martha Washington <laughs> and give tours to school groups. So, um, after... Wait, so you were one of those, like, reenactment people? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was. Dressed up? I did, yes. And And my friends would come and want to tour. And this is a paid or a volunteer? It was a volunteer. Look at you. Wow, you are quite the historian. For the Department of Historic Sites. So, I I volunteered with them. Good for you. So the Washingtons. (laughs) (laughs) And I still, to this day, everybody knows I'm obsessed with George Washington. Um, so after West Virginia, I came home and then I decided, I didn't know if I wanted to do the museum route. And I always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to be a teacher. So I decided to go back to get my master's. So I went to Monmouth University for two years and I got my master's. I commuted there and I worked during the day for an assistant provost who was like a teacher and my tuition was paid. So I just had to pay my books, which was a big help. And then I went to class at night. So then I finished that and I did my student teaching at um, Crossroads, uh, well, it was the upper elementary school, so it's Crossroads North now. And I did my student teaching there with Mrs. Weed. A lot of you know Mrs. Weed from Cambridge. And then after I finished my student teaching, there was a um, a replacement position that opened because Mr. Yepes was going out to um, care for his wife who was sick at the time. So I took um, this position and I worked with Miss Barrio and Miss Demetrius and Mrs. Murray um, for that year. And that was 18 years ago. And then after, um, when June came and that position was up, there was a tenured position, which meant that there was a, an opening for a teacher in September for social studies. So I got that position. And I have been here for now, like I said, 18 years teaching social studies, the same curriculum. I didn't realize that you're only here four years longer. Mm-hmm. I would have, than, I would have thought a little longer yeah. as well. Yep. So, yeah, that was it. Now, when you look at, um, again, your time here, and I, I, I really want to sit down with the book because I feel like you're both two leaders of the sixth grade units. Um, two point people, great resource that people can go to. How did you two connect in terms of your relationship, not just as colleagues, but personally as well? Because, you know, like you mentioned, uh, Ms. Shore, like you develop that sense of family. And I'm sure like you don't just bond here in school, but you bond outside of school. How did you initially connect? I think as the sixth grade, we as a group of teachers, we eat lunch together all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So for many, many, many years now, we Mrs. Bruca and myself, we have ate lunch together, and through that, you just kind of begin to form friendships and bonds with people. Um, and then as the years go on, we begin to do things outside of school, you know, go out to eat, go to mm-hmm. dinner, have, have parties, have holiday houses. parties. Yep. And now it's just kind of ironic that Mrs. Bruca and I actually live about five minutes down the road from each other. Um, you know, 
I moved to where we live now a couple of years ago, and then Mrs. Bruca lived right down, moved right down the road, yeah. what, a year and a half, two years ago? A year ago. A year ago now? Yep. Um, so because of that, we also have a connection, and mm-hmm. Mrs. Bruca, as many of you know, loves all of her farm animals and donkeys and goats, and now she has a mini mm-hmm. horse, yep. so my kids love going over and seeing the animals the and animals. feeding them. Yeah. Um, so that living in quite a tight kind of a tight community together we also have like grown our friendship yep that's great and what uh that's one of the talking points i wanted to get to with you miss brooke is how did you come to a point in your life where you said you and your family say i want to have a farm i want to raise animals i want to i want this to be another component of my life well, it's always been me, not the entire family that has <laughs> wanted the farm animals. But I, um, I've i always just, I, I rode horses when I was younger, and I was really into just like farm life. I would love to go, you know, visit farms or do class trips when we went to farms. I just, I really enjoyed it. So when I got married, my husband um, and I were going to get um, a dog. And before we got our dog, we decided to get chickens. So I got six chickens, and then that was my first flock, and then that went on, and, you know, I got more chickens, and then when Mr. Bruca and I sold our house and we moved to our new house where our little farm is, then that's when I decided to get goats, and in order to have goats, I needed someone to protect them, so then that's why I got Elroy the donkey, and then just on my birthday this year, Mr. Bruca bought me um, home a mini horse named Sonny. So, and then, and I also, everyone knows that I adopted a magician's rabbit (laughs) named Mr. Pebbles, who I bring into school often. Um, And then, you know, we have uh, Rosie, our dog, as well. So I just, I'm really into it. The the goats are pregnant now, so we'll have baby goats in April, and um, I'll milk the goats and make goat cheese and goat soap and goat lotion, and... I just love it. My my younger daughter is um, been riding horses since she was four, so she rides um, competitively, and so she helps me with feeding them and grooming them and all of that. But I just I love it. That's awesome. You are about that farm life. I am about that farm life. Good for you. Um, one thing that I, I want to also bring up with you, Miss Shore, is that you're not just a a member of our school community crossers, but you also are a coach in yes. our in our district. Um, very successful gymnastics program. Speak a little bit about what your background is with gymnastics, um, whether you came up uh, participating in it, and how you evolved into becoming a coach. So growing up as a kid, I went to gymnastics. I belonged to a club and went to practice multiple times a week. And when I was in Crossroads at that time, Crossroads had a gymnastics team. Um, And one of the coaches was actually Mrs. Francisco, who is many of yours uh, health teacher. So I tried out for the team in seventh grade, made it in seventh grade, made it again in eighth grade, and then I continued on the team throughout high school. Um, And again, Mrs. Francisco was the coach for the high school team along with Miss Gavin and Mr. Doherty for one year. He was also one of our coaches. Um, So I kind of continued with it throughout the high school. When I got to college, I stopped gymnastics. Um, because I didn't want to make it my life after that. But then when I finished college and I got the position to work here at Crossroads South, 
it was either maybe the end of my first year teaching that someone came up to me and said that they're looking for the they're looking for an assistant coach for the high school gymnastics team. And at that point as a first year teacher, I was, you know, kind of put off by it a little bit. I was like I have a lot of work to do. I really want to focus on just classroom teaching, but I was approached a second time because they really needed someone to fill in. So I kind of said, okay. And I met the head coach at the time who is Mrs. Verderami. She's a phys ed teacher at the high school. Um, and I began coaching with her for a number of years. And then she had kids, kids got older. They got into a lot of sports and activities after school. And she felt like she couldn't dedicate the time to being the head coach. So she stepped down and I just kind of filled that role. So for almost, I would say next fall will be my 14th year coaching the team. And maybe seven or eight of those, I've been the head coach now. That's amazing. That's amazing. And what, uh, what do you, when you make that decision, I mean, for anybody who was an athlete through high school, how difficult was that decision to say, I want to stop? Was it very like, you know what, matter of fact, I want to just concentrate on school or did you like truly miss it when you ended up stopping competing? It's hard when you do something. Cause I'm a, so gymnastics yeah. is a very time consuming if you want to be really good at it. Yeah. You know, it takes time. And just to like it. any sport, yeah. you know, like anything that you practice, you dedicate a lot of your time to it. So it's definitely challenging to go to a club and practice multiple times a week and then you stop. Um, And I kind of filled that void in college by going to the gym a lot and just working out and exercising and joining like group exercise classes that kind of involved a little bit of um, like the dance aspect. So that was difficult to do, um, you know, as it was part of my life for so many years. But now coaching it, I am so glad that I decided to go ahead and become that assistant coach 14 years ago because coaching you see a different side of all the kids when you coach and I coach at the high school um, and it's great seeing some of the kids that we had here in middle school and now that they're grown up and seeing a different side of them and it's just a different aspect and you know Mr. Hendricks I know you coach as well and being able to see kids in a different environment and not really focus on academics as much but teaching other life skills about time management and perseverance and mindset Um, you know, it takes a lot of our time out of the day and I don't get home to see my kids until six o'clock, sometimes seven or eight o'clock. Sometimes I get home after they even go to bed at night. So I don't see them all day, but you really do form a bond with all of the athletes on the team and you truly become a family. And when your season ends, it's a little depressing, you know, it's different. I mean, I, I, I completely agree. I think you see the kids in different light one. I think uh, the best part for me, my favorite part of coaching is when they come back. Yes. I love when they come back because they have to be there they when they're there to. because they're competing, they're playing for you. But when they come back, it's just like that justification that you, you develop. Did the, right. You didn't develop just student athletes, you developed just people. And I think right. at the end of the day, we're just trying to express the importance of character, like you said, family, being part of a team, being something that's more important than you. Yep. So I think that's not just something we do as teachers because we have students come back here all the time. Um, but also as coaches, you know, and I don't think they realize how much time goes into them when you're at when they're their coach and you're until direct after. them until later. And I don't think they realize that 
you're spending more time with them than you are with your own family when you're in season. Yes, and that's, you are. that is something that is Especially paramount. with the high school because oh, it's absolutely. on weekends, it's on breaks, it's over, you know, any if, day off, you're at the high school, yeah. you know, and I'm I think there. just like how you kind of handle um, your farm, it's mm-hmm. if you don't put the tender love and care into it, if you don't put the time and the commitment, then it's not going to function the way you want to. It's not going to thrive. So as you said, in anything that you do, you want to make sure you put the time in, but it's like that extra TLC that makes the kids want to come back, which mm-hmm. is probably the most rewarding thing, you know, mm-hmm. as a coach. Uh, what I'd like to finish with, if you could share with us, um, just some words of wisdom, a famous quote that you have, something that you'd like to pass on to maybe some of our listeners. Again, we put this um, podcast together to just to get people, staff and students alike, just connected to us a little bit more, learn each other's stories. Maybe somebody listens to this and says, wow, I really appreciate what Ms. Brooker and Ms. Shore said in their podcast. And that really stuck with me, um, especially if they don't have you in class or if they've never had you in class. So just share with our audience what is something that has stuck with you that you feel like you'd like to pass on to the people that are listening? Um, a quote that resonates with me, and I don't know where I heard it from, but it the quote says, it doesn't get easier, you get better. And as a math teacher, so many times kids come in in the beginning of the year in sixth grade and they say, I hate math, I hate math, I hate it, hate it, hate it. And as the year goes on, my goal is, it may not be your favorite subject, but I want you to like it. And a lot of times throughout the year, the kids are like, oh, this is easy. This is easy. And I try and reinforce them. The work didn't get any easier. You just got better. You practice. You practice. You begin to remember it more and you get better. And that's why it's getting easier. And it's not something that is just in math class, but it's really anything in life that the more you practice something and the more you think about it and reflect upon it, the more you grow from it. So life doesn't really get easier. You just get better at it. And it it just sticks with me for, and I can apply it to so many different areas of my life. That's great. Thank you. Ms. Ruka? So mine's kind of short. It's just um, choose kindness. So I'm really big about everyone treating each other with respect in my classes, as a lot of you know, and um, just doing good things for others. You don't know, you know what someone's going through. Maybe they have, they're having a bad day or something's going on in their life. So just be kind to everyone. That's, awesome. that's it. Thank you Love so it. much. I appreciate the both of you taking the time to sit down with me today. I'm excited for the listeners to hear this episode. Um, I am fully aware that you went to Notre Dame High School. I am a Lawrence Cardinal, so we were rivals for a very long time. Fun fact about South Brunswick, the first year that they built the high school, my high school basketball team played the first game athletic event at South Brunswick. Really? Yes, we were playing a sectional final to get to like Atlantic City for the state championship. So I have connections to the both of you in very weird ways. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was great to sit down with both of you. Again, leaders of our school community, again, I I appreciate all that you do for all the kids that come through, not just your units, but through the school and uh, for the continued work that you do here in South Brunswick and outside. This is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. This is me, Mr. Hendricks, signing off, and we will see you at the crossroads.